0: Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God presented to you by Rev. Bright Nkrumah, the senior pastor at the Kodesh Family Church, Bronx North. He is an anointed pastor and teacher of the Word of God, affecting many lives. Now, get ready to be transformed by this message. Father, we are grateful and thankful for a moment like this to hear your Word. We pray, Lord that you give us of your spirit to guide us into your truth. We pray, Lord, that our lives will not be the same as we came, but may we be transformed, may we be changed. No one comes in your presence, Lord, and lives the same. Let the word of God affect our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Wonderful. Clap your hands together for the Lord, and please be seated. Wonderful. Well, today we want to begin a new series. Last week, I told, two weeks ago, I told you we ended our series. And we are starting a new series today, very important series of messages. And they are going to come in sections. so don't miss any. Don't miss any. And um, I believe that um, by the time we are done with this series, your life would have changed and you'll be transformed. Say amen. Amen. Wonderful. So, we are going to share the grand topic is I shall not want. Say I shall not want. want. Say I shall not want." want. It's a great confession that you are making. Hallelujah. That you shall not want. You will not be in need. Turn with me to Psalm twenty, twenty-three. Amen. Amen. Wonderful, wonderful. All right. Well, we um, now we want to delve into our message, and the grand topic is, "I shall not want." Say, "I shall not want." I shall not want. Amen. And our subtopic for today is steps to I shall not want. The steps that you have to take that you will come to a stage where you can say in your life that I shall not want. How many of you want to know those steps? Wonderful. Awesome. All right. Well, turn with me to Psalm 23. Psalm 23. Psalm 23. I think it's um, a psalm that all of you are very, very familiar with. Even when you were an unbeliever, you used to say this psalm. And um, so it comes handy to you now. But let's look at this psalm. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Hallelujah. He says, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my friends. In the presence of my family. He says, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Hallelujah. Those of you who you get to a place and you realize people don't like you. People hate you. And you want to leave the place. You say, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving this place because everyone does not like me. People here do not like me. When God brings you to a place where you are surrounded by your enemies, it gives him an opportunity to prepare a table for you for feasting. Are you listening to me? When you come to a place where you realize there are several people who don't like you, it's not a time to change jobs or leave the place or switch professors change class and so on or change school lift up your eyes unto the hills because the lord your god he is about to prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies god wants you your enemies to see how you can be blessed god wants your enemies to see how powerful he is god wants your enemies who do not believe in god To see how wonderful he is. Amen. Are you listening to me? So he says, he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. He says, thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord sometimes. I will dwell in the house of the Lord every other month. You see, if you are going to say with David that I shall not want, you see, he says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Now, many people, when they see goodness and mercy following them, they leave the house of God. When they see God has blessed them with a good job, it takes them from the house of God. But David said, when I am being, when I am being blessed this much, if I'm going to stay to say I shall not want, then I'm going to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. I'm going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Hallelujah. So our key scripture here is the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Amen. I shall not want means you will have no needs. Amen. Amen. It means you will not have needs. Are you listening to me? It means you will not have anything that you want that you cannot have. I shall not want. Hallelujah. I see you coming to a stage in your life where you say, I shall not want. Amen. Sometimes you get to a stage where you don't know what you need. You don't know what to buy. You will come to that stage. I say you will come to that stage that you say, I don't know what I need. When people ask you, what do you want for Christmas? You say, I don't know what I need. Just get me anything. What do you want for your birthday? I don't know what I need. You will come to the stage where you will not know what you need. Hallelujah. I shall not want. David was a poor shepherd boy, but there came a time in his life where he could say, I have no need in this life because I have made the Lord my shepherd. Hallelujah. Amen. I have no need in this life. Amen. Amen. And he realized that if he's going to continue to say this, then he ought to dwell in the house of the Lord always. Amen. Not sometimes. Not every so often, but always. Amen. Amen. So you shall say with David that you dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Hallelujah. So what are the steps to come to this stage where you say, I shall not want. Number one. Number one, you must know that God Almighty is an expect provider. First thing, you must know that God is an expect provider provider. Hallelujah. The Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 5 and verse 8, it says, But if any, if any provide not for his own, if any provide not for his own, and especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. The Bible says, if there is anyone who does not provide for his own household, he does not provide for his own family, he does not provide for his own, he had denied the faith. So it means the Christian faith strongly supports that you provide for your family. Amen. It says you have denied the faith and you are worse than an infidel. An infidel is an unbeliever, a wicked person. Amen. And the Bible says you are worse than that. You are an unfaithful person. Have you heard of infidelity before? Infidelity, that is where the word comes from. Unfaithfulness in relationship. It means you have been unfaithful. You are more than an unbeliever. You are a wicked person. Something is wrong with you. If you do not provide for your own house, something is wrong with you. You are sick. And you need healing. Are you listening to me? Yes. So God is a father and the word of God is teaching you to be a provider. Provider to your own. Then it means if God is a father, then he himself must be a provider. Are you listening to me? then God is a provider. Hallelujah. God provides. Amen. And if you don't provide, you are, an, you are worse than an infidel. I didn't say you are an infidel. I said you are worse than an infidel. Amen. If you are a husband, and you do not provide for your own, you do not provide for your family, and you provide for your girlfriend, It's a clear sign. It's a clear sign that something seriously is wrong with you. God sees you as a worse person than an infidel. A husband that does not provide for his own household. But you provide for your girlfriend. Amen. You take your girlfriend to movies. You buy your girlfriend popcorn. And you wrap your hand around your girlfriend. And you provide not for your own house. The Bible says you are worse than an infidel. It's a very serious thing. I think I'm speaking to someone today. You take your girlfriend to a restaurant. And you have never taken your wife to a restaurant before. Amen. You fly you fly with your girlfriend. You say you are going on a business trip. But you are flying with your girlfriend to Cancun. I'm preaching a very important message. The Bible says you are worse than an infidel. Your case is worse than an infidel. Amen. Are you listening to me? You travel to all kinds of places. You buy expensive clothes for your girlfriend. And you buy expensive handbags for your girlfriend. And your wife has not carried a handbag before. She has been carrying this baby bag every day. And the baby is now grown. The Bible says your life is worse than an infidel. She's carrying this bag. You know it's not nice. But you say, I like it. It's nice. It goes with your shoes. It goes with this dress. And you know it's not nice. And you buy expensive handbags for your girlfriend. You are an infidel. What kind of bags do they have? Louis Vuitton. Jim, Jimmy who? Jimmy Chu. Your case is worse than an infidel. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? I mean... You have a woman, another woman in your life, who lives a better life than the mother of your own children. You have another woman in your life whose life is better than your own wife that you brought before the Lord. The Bible says that your life is worse than an infidel. Amen. Amen. The Bible says you have denied the Christian faith. You have denied the faith. You are walking without the faith. Hallelujah. May that never be your story as a husband. I say may that never be your story. Amen. And wives. Wives that provide for others and not their husbands. Are there wives here? Wives that do not provide for your husband... But you provide for others. You make coffee at the job for your boss. And you deliver the coffee to your boss in a very special manner. You bring it and then you buy your knees. You make it, you make your boss's coffee with love. And then you tell your husband, the Keurig machine is ready. You just, you bought a lot of parts. Are you listening? You have a lot of respect for your boss, but you have no respect for your husband. Are you listening? You dress nicely when you are going to work. Because there's someone at the job who admires your nice dress. You wear nice dresses, nice makeup to go to work. And then when you come home, you wash everything off. And then you put on some kitchen clothes. And you are walking around and the man should be happy. Like that. You get home and then you take your wig off. You wipe your face. You take your eyebrows off. And when you are going to work, you take time. In fact, you sit down in front of the mirror and you take time. Making provision for the boss. And your husband should take it like that. This is... May that never be your story. Wives that provide for other people's children... You provide for other people's children. I know a woman who sacrificed so much for other people's children and cared less about her own children. Who would take other people's children to amusement, amusement parks and all kinds of travel with other people's children and cares less about her own children. The Bible says that when you do not provide for your own house, you are worse than an infidel. May you never be such a person. Hallelujah. But God is an expert provider. God is an expert provider, and if he is your shepherd, you shall have no want. You will not have anything that you need that you will not have. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 19, it says, But my God shall supply some of my needs. But my God shall supply a few of my needs. No, he says, but my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Not your riches. Don't look at your pocket because if you look at your bank account, the message I'm preaching will not make sense to you. He says, he will supply all your needs according to his riches. Amen. Your father is a great provider. God is a great provider. There are some fathers who provide but not completely. There are some fathers who feel that once they are paid rent, it's enough. They have done their part. And they don't care what you will eat. Amen. God is an all-need provider. He will provide all of your needs. Hallelujah. He will provide every need that you will have. Amen. Some fathers provide food and not for schooling. They don't care about schooling. Amen. But not your God. I know of a provider who provides for every single need. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 29. He says, and God said, behold, I have given you every herb, every herb bearing seed which is upon the face of all the earth. Let us read from verse 26. Verse 26. Verse 26. It says, And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So when God was making man, he had made provision. He had made great provision. He says, let us make man after our own image. And they will have dominion over all of these things. They will have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over every creeping thing that is over the earth. The next verse, he says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he, him male and female, created he them. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Hallelujah. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb-bearing seed which is upon the face of the earth. And every tree in the which is the fruit of the tree yielding seed. To you it shall be for meat. Hallelujah. Why don't you clap your hands together for the Lord. God made provision. When God created man, he had made provision. That there will be no need. There will be no lack. Hallelujah. When God provides, you will not have any need. Amen. Amen. When you are about to bring a child into this world, the Bible says God made you after his image. You must make provision for the child. Hallelujah. You must make provision for your family. In fact, you must make provision ahead of time for the life that they are going to live, such as college funds. You should make provision for all of this. It must be on your thoughts that you are a provider. Hallelujah. Is somebody listening to me? So your heavenly father, number one, is a provider. Amen. Number two, the scripture says, and God said, behold, behold, I have given you every hair bearing seed. Behold. So the second point, the second point is that you behold what God has provided for you. It means you must be aware of what God has provided for you. You should be conscious of what God has provided for you. God made Adam and placed him in a garden where everything was provided for. Everything was available to him. Food was available to him. Shelter was available to him. And when God sees that there's something that is lacking, he will make provision. When God saw that there was something about Adam, when God saw that he has made the animals, male and female, and he saw how they were moving together, the horses, the male and the female, mingling, kissing, and being happy together, and he saw that Adam was lonely, the Bible says God saw that it was not good for the man to be alone. When you are in God's garden, his eyes are over you. And he makes provision where there is a lack. When you are lacking, he sees where you have need, and he makes provision. He saw that Adam was lonely. And so the Bible says he formed the woman out of Adam's rib and presented the wife to Adam. Hallelujah. In the house of God, he makes provision. In the garden of God, if God has planted you in his garden, he will make provision. If you are in this garden, in this church, God will make provision for you in this garden. I'm telling you. But he says, behold. The problem is that you do not behold the blessings. You do not behold the provision that God makes for you in his garden. Hallelujah. You are in an all-sufficient garden. And God is making provision anytime you are around. Are you listening to me? The only problem is that you do not behold his provision. But I tell you, those who behold, they are supplied in abundance. Those who behold the provision of God, you'll get the supply of abundance. Hallelujah. In the house of God, he will make provision. He will provide for everything that you need. If only you can behold. Many people come here and they cannot behold. God will make provision for you as far as your career is concerned. In his garden. In the house, he will make provision for you. Is it a career? Yes, he will give you a career. If only you will behold. But so many people, their lives in the house of God is so confined. They are all into themselves. They don't let anyone know what their needs are. But the provision is here. And God will use one of his children to be a blessing to you. If only you will behold. The provision is in the house of God. Are you listening to me? God will provide jobs for you in his garden. I'm telling you. There are many, the ones who behold, God makes the provision. The ones who are conscious of his supply, God makes the provision. Is somebody listening to me? Many women come to their church and they say they can't find a husband. But God has made provision in his house. If only you can behold. If only you can behold. Instead of beholding, you are are looking at other things. You are joking around. And you say, my type is not around. But he will make provision in his garden. If he has planted you here, he will make provision in the garden. Are you listening to me? And you go around looking all elsewhere, looking around, outside of the garden, and bringing plants, plants that are foreign in the garden, plants that cannot grow in the garden. You bring all kinds of thorns into the garden. Is somebody listening? But God makes provision in his house. God makes provision in the garden. God makes provision of husbands. God makes provision of wives. Are you listening? Young men, God has made provision in the house of God. And you say, This is my sister. Where, where, where can child, how can that be your sister? How can that be your sister? How can that be your brother? We are like brothers and sisters. God has made provision for you in the house. You say we are like brothers and sisters. He says, if only you... He says, behold, behold, I have given you. Behold, I have given you. Be aware of God's provision. Amen. God will make provision for you for houses. In his house. I say in his house. Are you listening? In his house, God will make you own a house. God will make you own a house. I am preaching. You know, it's not by accident that sometimes you organize people to come to your house. You want them to see that they can own. You want them to see. You want them to experience that they can own. And the ones who behold, they come to own. Are you listening? And I'm just giving time. Let them, the ones who have begun, I'm giving them time, a little bit time to build some equity. I will gather you. I will gather you together and I will teach you how you are going to pay off your house in such a short time. I'm just giving you time. I will gather you together and I will teach you practically without having to work extra. I'll teach you. You will own your own home. So when sometimes we bring you to a place we want you to see that, ah, this is possible. I can also do it. I can also own this. I can also have this. God makes provision in the house of the Lord. He makes provision. He knows how to provide for his own. Are you listening to me? Psalm 36 verse 7. He says, how excellent is thy loving kindness, O God. How excellent is thy loving kindness, O God. Therefore, the children of men put their trust under the shadow of thy wings. Have you put your trust under the shadow of God's wings? Have you, uh, is your trust under the shadow of God's wings? Do you trust in the Lord your God that he is such a great provider? Your God is a great provider. There is no better provider than your God. He is an all-sufficient God. He is a God that provides from A to Z. He provides for everything. He is not like the Father that provides for food and shelter and leaves you out of school. God will provide for everything. He says that how excellent is thy loving kindness, O God. Therefore, the children of men put their trust under the shadow of thy wings. And then what will happen in the next verse? He says, they shall be abundantly satisfied. Where? Where? Where would they be abundantly satisfied? Where? They shall be abundantly satisfied. Where? With the fatness of thy house. The house of God is fat. The house of God is full of your supply. The house of God is full of everything that you need. If only you can behold. If only you can open your eyes. If only you can see that your blessing is here. If only you can open your eyes and see. But sometimes the blessing is walking by you. Sometimes your husband has been sitting by you the same row for a long time. Then every time, brother, 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 brother. And you ask for you and I, we are like brothers. And the man is proposing some style. You say, oh, but you, how? We are like brothers and sisters. How can you be brothers? He says, in the fatness of thy house. The fatness of thy house. And thou shalt make them drink of the river of thy pleasures. Oh, yes. The house of God. There is nothing that you need that is not in the house of God. Everything you need is in the house of God. You need good counseling is in the house of God. You need direction to a good lawyer is in the house of God. You need direction to a good doctor is in the house of God. You need wise decisions to make wise decisions. God put it in the messenger's voice for you. I say everything that you need, God will supply. If only you can behold If only your ears will be open to listen. And your eyes will be open to see. To see the great and the wonders that God sets before you. You will not know. You will not know. Are you listening? But God places amongst you, in the midst of you, everything that you need. There's a source of supply. That is in the house of God. It says the fatness of his house. There's a fatness in the house of God. Fat, is there another version? Can we read another version? This verse. Give me any version. It says they feast on the abundance of your house. And give them drink from your river of delight. There's abundance in the house of God. Are you listening? There is abundance. If only you can behold. If only you open your eyes to see. You know, always there are about four people. Four people before you to reach a fifth person. Are you listening? All you need is you need this person who knows that person. To talk to this person who knows that person. To get to you. And God places them in your midst. And you go about struggling. Some of you right after church, you just vanish. You just vanish. You know, but your your conversation, sometimes just the one day of your stay and your conversation will be your breakthrough. You know, one of the greatest breakthroughs that came to me, it came to me through a church member. And just a conversation. One of the greatest breakthroughs It was through a conversation. We were just talking. And the person mentioned this. For security reasons, I will not tell you. (laughs) But the person mentioned this. And I said, oh, really? Eh?" And that's it. And I look into it. And I look into that. And wow, what a blessing. God will bless you in the house where he has planted you. If only you can behold. If only you can behold. And you'll see that in His house, there's fatness of blessing. There's abundance of supply. And you will not lack. As long as you are planted here, if you put your trust under his wings. The Bible says, you feed them from the abundance of your own house. Are you listening? From the abundance of your own house in his own house is where he will supply not elsewhere not elsewhere so if you can establish yourself and say i am a family member i belong to this house then in his own house he'll make supply and you will not have any need and you can join david and say i shall not want i see you joining david and rising up and say, I have no need. I shall not want. I don't know what I need. If you give me this, I don't know what to buy. If you're asking me what I want, I don't know what I need. I have no need. I have no need of house. I have no need of clothing. I have no need of shelter. I have no need of cars. I have no need. May you come to that stage. Where you can say with David that I have no need. We will pause here and we will continue next time we meet. Father, we are grateful, we are thankful. Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness, for your goodness. We thank you, Lord, for this great blessing of your house. Lord, indeed, you are a great provider. There is no God like our God. The Bible says you are Jehovah Jireh, God our provider, the all-sufficient God. We thank you, Lord, that we have put our trust under your wings. And Father, thank you for planting us in this house. We pray, O oh God, that you open our eyes and open our ears. That we will behold the blessings, the supply, the abundance in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Spirit of God, for showing us and revealing to us the abundant supply of Jehovah. We give you honor. We give you praise. In the name of Jesus. Now with all eyes closed. And every head bowed. You are here this afternoon. You don't know of this God. You are saying. In your heart. I want to know this God. You are here. You are not born again. You want to receive Jesus Christ. As your Lord and as your Savior. Beloved there is heaven. And there is hell. If you are to die today. Have you thought about where you will be? If you are here, you are not born again, you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Jesus as my Savior. I want to give my life to Christ. If that is your prayer, wherever you are, I want you to lift up your hands and I'll pray with you. You are saying, I want to receive Jesus as my Savior. I want to welcome Jesus into my life. I want to choose this Jesus as my Lord and as my Savior. If that is your prayer, wherever you are, just lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Is there anyone here like that? You want to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior? Lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Even though you are on Zoom, you want to receive Jesus as your savior, lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Is there anyone here like that? Anyone here like that? You want to receive Jesus? If you are on Zoom, you want to say this prayer. Join me as I say this prayer. Repeat after me. And all of you in church, repeat this prayer with me. And say, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Please forgive me of my sins. Please wash me with your blood. I accept you as my Lord. I welcome you as my master. I receive you as my savior. Please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me today. In Jesus' name, Amen. We believe you have been blessed with this powerful message. Come worship with us at the Kodesh Family Church located at 1810 Randall Avenue, Bronx, New York, at 2 p.m. every Sunday. God bless you.